Comedy Film Nerds, episode 463, ready to rock and roll. And it's the correct number out of the gate this out time. Out of the gate? Yeah. I, Amazing. Uh, I double-checked it. Didn't use the old app? <laughs> I didn't use the old app that just hangs and you get the circle for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a guest on that we haven't had on in a while. Been, it has been a while. Uh, you were on episode 463. Should I have not have spoken so soon? Before no, you it's me? all right. Everybody uh, sees yeah. your name when they download it. It's, <laughs> it's not, uh, you know, nobody cares. It's not <laughs> you know, radio. Guest privilege. It's fine. Sorry you can about either, that. You can yeah. either uh, talk in right away or, or wait. Or I didn't mean matter. to interrupt your intro. <laughs> or you can just yeah. disregard decades of show business decorum and <laughs> yeah. just jump in, you know, just like an animal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Should I speak from back here? Is this, yeah. is this a good distance? You think you could chew gum or something while yeah, you're yeah. talking about that? I like to eat on the microphone. It's like, I just bought this bag of popcorn. Would you like that? Uh, Mike's um, going to be making daiquiris yeah. while we're... <laughs> so, um, now, you just got back from the road, Graham. Yes, I did, Mike. I'm uh, Mike Siegel, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mike Siegel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> longtime friend. I screwed up the, my own intro there. Sorry of the Travel that. Tales podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend that I've known as a stand-up comic from Chicago a million years ago. I enjoy your new uh, digs here. Thank you. And I was at the old one. Definitely an upgrade. I was at Chris's lovely house before. Mm-hmm. Not even in the house. In the garage. Yeah, in the garage. We yeah. can't let you in the main house. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason. <laughs> First, you introduce yourself. You know what I mean? We can... I know. Yeah. I walk right into his fridge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you got here? Hey, what do you got? Walking around in boxer shorts. Yep. Mike, <laughs> we're going to need you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Uh, Tell us about your uh, your podcast, the Travel uh, the Travel Tales podcast. Travel Tales. Uh, we've been going for about five six years now, and mm-hmm. uh, just uh, oh, well, those. see, he's coughing. See, very professional. Away from Mike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just talk to uh, various people that you know, around the world that I either meet on my travels or I've mm-hmm. known uh, a lot of travel uh, bloggers and writers and and mm-hmm. uh, people like that. And uh, <laughs> what do you say? All right, hold on. Before you finish that, he just said it's T-Karma. So let me, I just need to clarify a couple goddamn things here. I went to the Japanese market near my home, and I bought Japanese green tea, which is really hard to find in the States. So the Japanese, they just put, they make amazing green tea, and they put it in a can, and it's Mm -hmm. a tin can, Mm -hmm. all right? Now, America, the good people at Lipton will take green tea, fill it full of sugar and bullshit, right? And then they'll make a diet green tea, which has got other kinds of bullshit. <laughs> yes, chemicals. Splenda. Mm-hmm. Splenda yeah. and whatever, mm-hmm. sucralose, nonsense. You know what's on the ingredients in this? Green tea. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you make diet green tea. You just mm-hmm. make green tea, and then right. you don't add a bunch of nonsense to it. Mm-hmm. So I saw this, and I bought one. I literally flew in this morning. I got up at 4 a.m., flew in from Austin, Texas, was doing shows with Ron Placone. Thank you, by the way, to all the people that came out to the wonderful Progressive Comedy Tour shows in Texas. I'm drinking this, and I go, I got this. I love it. And Chris goes, boy, thanks for not bringing me one. (laughs) (laughs) So as I'm coughing, Aaron then says, that's tea karma. Mm -hmm. I like it. Tea karma. You were literally drinking with it, showing it off, and posing with it. You were... (laughs) Well, I think... I think... Chris is just mad that there's not a Japanese market in the valley. Yeah. That's what this is about. It is. Um, that's part of it. Sure. There's also, there's also, to be fair, there's 10 years of the Mancini family trying types of food, not liking them, and giving it to me. Yes, that is true. Because I will eat so, anything. I'm yes, a silly goat. As long well, as it's vegetarian. Meatless. Meatless, yeah, yeah, meatless yeah. treats. Yep. Mm-hmm. What have you given him over the years? So, meatless treats. Okay. <laughs> 
I mean, chips, more yeah. like... Yeah. Uh, chips, any uh, weird flavored, like, you know, say a Japanese tea flavored orange, like right. things like that. Yeah, just weird Weird like sodas candies. Yeah. that don't yeah. work. And he's like, yeah. how do you like these? And I'll drink them. Oh, this is awful. And I'll uh, finish the can. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a <laughs> sparkling grapefruit soda that's just... Right. Aw- or watermelon. You oh, no, it was the cucumber one. The cucumber awful, one was, a, was horrible. Yeah. But mm, I finished it, terrible. Mike. Yeah. I don't waste. <laughs> Good for you. You're not, you don't waste. No. Yeah, yeah. This is terrible. Let me uh, finish all 16 ounces to make sure. So, <laughs> so. so that is one of my favorite things to do when I travel. Yeah. When I go to a new country is I go into the local convenience store and I get the craziest flavored chip. Oh, I do that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's got like uh, an alligator one. Yeah. Right, like, right. Mm-hmm. yeah, the prawn flavored ones. Or yes. whatever. Yeah. To be fair, I think we all have a little bit of... Um, foodie vibe to us uh, <laughs> sometimes when it's a weird exotic flavor um sometimes your opinion can change halfway through mm-hmm. like oh this tastes great to begin with but halfway through i'm like no this is awful yeah it stays this on the awful. palate the wrong way yeah yeah this is awful and so then chris gives me his garbage food that his family can't yes. digest <laughs> but i'm an animal for not bringing one can of green tea that he could probably get at his trader joe's um, tea karma no i've that checked is. that's not a trader Joe's. okay that's a special that's a specialized brand all right well yeah. then suck it yeah <laughs> <laughs> by the way you guys see tea karma at coachella yeah. this weekend yeah. they, were they were amazing tea karma by the way a... the can is cute and tiny enough to uh, be gorgeous. able to fit an extra one i, can... <laughs> <laughs> I could have stacked two inside yeah. my batman mm-hmm. lunchbox yeah. very easily you could have put yeah easily you could have put two in your pocket it is an outside that was it nine ounces it says yeah, the Japanese don't need 48 goddamn ounces of shit. Mm-hmm. You just need a little bit of green tea, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not even going to finish this. I'm going to pour it out in front of Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pour it down the drain and say, wow, I bet you this tastes yeah, good. Yeah. You're going to add sugar to it first, I'm right? going to add sugar to yeah, it. Yeah, right? American yeah. style. It won't go through the drain if there's not sugar. Yeah. No. <laughs> the drain <laughs> will spit it back. <laughs> Put some opioids so. in it, and then it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it might clean the water in Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, um, it's got electrolytes. All right. So, so <laughs> episode 463, we're a third of the way to 1389. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about some movies. We're going to be talking about um, Shazam, Hellboy, Unicorn Store, and Starship Troopers, Traitor of Mars, which is a, a fascinating screening movie that I stumbled across. What's, um, is a screening movie. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, you know, instead of straight to video anymore, we have now we have the, uh, straight to streaming. Streaming. Okay. Yeah, I so. thought you said screening. Oh, oh yeah. Wait a minute. Streaming. I meant streaming. Um, so, but I want to start off by, uh, reopening Shazam because I, I saw it over the weekend with the family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we may or may not do a spoiler rep depending on schedules. We got a lot, um, going on cause we got to do Neil's, uh, Patreon bonus episode today as well. So, uh, we will do a Shazam spoiler at some point. It may not just be, uh, this week, maybe next week. And I week, have a I, case of green tea cans that I'm going to give to the homeless. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh. Uh, that's just making me thirstier. Now that's so weird. And it's I, so good. It's weird. I want tea. I'm thirstier, and I don't want caffeine. So it's like perfect green tea. There's caffeine in green tea, yeah, but not as much as black. You're right. <laughs> don't spin it. So, <laughs> but you can't say no green tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this episode is so, dedicated to all our fans in Japan. By yeah. The way. So <laughs> Sandy, big fan, Japan. Yep. Konnichiwa. Yep. You don't have to get it in a can. No. You, you can actually make it, and they have it everywhere. And it's so good That's in Japan. So true. anyway, I saw Shazam, and I'm watching this movie. First of all, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, awesome. I really love this movie. 
And um, the trailer, again, does not do it justice at all. It doesn't show what the movie is. The, the trailer actually shows it kind of as a, uh, you know, a kid's movie that nothing happens in. And basically, it's just jokes about being a superhero. That's what the trailer shows you. It's not that at all. That's part of it. But it is actually, it's an origin story. It's a superhero movie. It's funny. It has monsters in it. It has a villain. And it has an actual story. And also, I even thought Zachary Levi... Um, ended up doing a good job. As far I thought as he did a great job. So, and I was thinking about it. I'm watching this movie, and I realized why I liked it so much, and I realized why it works so much. It, it the reason is DC finally figured it out and made their first Marvel movie. Oh, that's right. really what happened. Yeah, that's a great point. Because everything is um, exactly like it would be in a Marvel movie. The tone. The characters, the action, the beats, and everything that kind of hits that PG-13 but doesn't go too far, and um, it keeps everything moving, too. And it also has the lessons about uh, family and relationships and all those things. And it's it's exactly what they did. They made their first Marvel That's a great movie. point. You make a mm-hmm. great point, because the thing mm-hmm. we always talk about Marvel is they create each character... And each movie is its own world yes. that lives within the Marvel universe. Right. And the problem that DC has always had in the past, with the exception of the Nolan Batmans and the Wonder Woman, is they go all over the place. Right. They try to do too much stuff. And mm-hmm. you're right, Shazam kept it yep. authentic to that world. This is the Shazam universe. Granted, we know Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman are here, but you know, chances are we're not going to see them that much. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. And how did mm-hmm. your kids like it? They loved it. Everyone, the kids loved it. Wife loved it. We all really enjoyed it. And one of the reasons was, like I said, it was like it hit that perfect, like, um, you know, sweet spot of like with it, all the Marvel movies hit. And um, what, I, you know, it was, an, and it made me think about the marketing. It was a really interesting choice of like how they marketed this movie. It was really kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Stupid. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I really felt like they were trying to get just kids in the theater, and then these trailers were turning, you know, everyone else off because, like, well, this just looks stupid. This isn't, you know, um, instead of highlighting the humor along with the characters in the world and the action, which the Marvel trailers do. <laughs> yeah, there was way more adult. The, the movie itself had way more adult themes. Absolutely, that weren't out of the reach of kids. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, yeah. it was it was so well crafted and put together. Um, you know, we'll have to, when we talk to David again, the director is like, it must have been rolling his eyes at the trailers. He had to have been like, because, yeah. you know, the directors have very little control over yep. that. Some directors do when you get to a certain national, but most of them don't. And the movies go to these trailer editors and these trailer houses before they're even complete. So chances are there's like effects shots that weren't done. So it's like very little footage yeah. they have to cut it together. Uh, I, I haven't seen it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, from the marketing campaign, they know it. Is it, is it Levy or Levi? I don't know. Zachary, Zachary Levi. Levi. Sure. Yeah. Either one. Chris just yeah. said it both Levy. ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah Levy. Levy. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Levy, Levi. 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 Yeah. Aaron. Um, <laughs> nobody knows. But I know him from, uh, he's from the comedy world, like a sitcom world. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I first thought when That's I saw the, uh, the ads and that he was the star, I, it gave me like a Deadpool kind of vibe like mm-hmm. smart alecky kind of thing was there humor in it and was it a lot of humor or is it yeah but not a lot over, of snark not, there was but it wasn't too much it right. was it was the right balance and, and the, the, you know the other thing i noticed about the humor was that uh, a lot of times when you cut trailers and you see the movies the humor is very dependent upon context and pacing and the editing it's so important for a comedy and uh 
it's rare that this happens, but like sometimes you have a really shitty comedy and the trailer editor has to work overtime to fix the pacing <laughs> and the timing and to get the jokes to at least pop in the trailer when they fall flat in the movie. The opposite was going on here. Like all the context and the editing of the jokes worked in the film, but they were drained of lifelessness in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, like I laughed, like, I knew when a joke was coming that was in the trailer, but it made so much more sense and was so much more funnier in the context of the film. It worked so much better. Also, you never know how many, like, studio notes the trailer editors are getting. Right. Not that mm-hmm. they're, they're doing a bad job, but someone's in there going, mm-hmm. it needs to be cut this way to look right. like this. And they go, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're just a marketing department. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I really liked it. The other thing, this isn't a spoiler, at the very beginning of the film, I really liked that the beginning of the film starts off where you think this is going to be how Shazam is, uh, you know, created. That's his origin story. But it actually starts, it does a red herring, and it's actually how the villain gets started, oh. which it was really a cool uh, kind of twist. But then, again, that's right in the beginning, so that's not a, a spoiler. But uh, there are some spoilers I do want to get into for sure uh, when we do the ep. But. I'll say I really liked it. It was one of those pleasant surprises where I was just kind of like, am I going to like this or not? I don't know. Is the trailer really the movie? And I ended up just loving the film. It was fantastic. I thought it's like, this is like, I felt like this is where the course correction of DC movies really needs to be, and which is ironic that they're just kind of copying the formula from Marvel now. Now, I know Suicide Squad is going to look exactly like that movie. I know it is because it's, first of all, it's James Gunn, and you know... Now, because Shazam's doing very well, I'm like, well, all right, don't fuck with it now. You know, <laughs> they all have to look like this. They all have to be like this. Well, I, we, when that's, that's the question we asked <laughs> when Wonder Woman came out. They did such a good job with it. We're like, is this the turning point? Is DC mm-hmm. going to finally wake up right. and give these? They have great characters. They have great comic yeah, characters. Uh-huh. Give them the, the movies they deserve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Aquaman got halfway there. It was like this, you know, VFX overload. And, um, you know, it was good character because Aquaman's an interesting character if you actually unpack him. Not the best, but still there's a lot there. But ultimately that movie was still just empty. You know, there there was just nothing there. Uh, Whereas this one kind of filled that void and and checked all the boxes much better. Do you think the lowest point for DC was Batman versus Superman? Yes. That was, well. Because I checked out after that. (laughs) I wanted to walk out. Almost I, of that you know, one. That I don't know, bad. Mike. I mean that that bottom of the barrel was pretty big. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, suicides at the bottom of that barrel. Yeah, Suicide Squad. You, you, you had. I two didn't hate super, that as much as you as, had two horrible Superman, Superman movies. Yeah, and then you also had uh, Batman versus Superman, and then you had Suicide Squad. And I'm thinking, was there? It feels like there were more horrible movies in there, but those might be the the, the bottom. I always hated Superman as a character, just because there's nowhere to go with him. He's right. a really boring character usually you know i'll tell you it's he, he's one of those characters that's difficult to write it, it's yeah, he's like, perfect well it's boring you know yeah. i mean all the other like batman has a really dark side right right you know and that's interesting well the, and he's a normal guy i mean the where superman's invincible a rock can kill him yeah <laughs> one rock then that's it well There's nowhere what, to go there what gets interesting is when that gets explored like uh there was an animated movie oh, i can't remember the name of it where uh, Annie. Su- yeah yeah oh, Super, superman that, was okay. uh you know he was like the pinnacle of uh um you know like exactly what you're saying like what what can you happen all right the pinnacle of justice he never hurts it you know kills anybody and all that stuff but then a uh a new group of superheroes come on and like they idolize him but then they realize well he's not getting the job done so they're actually much darker and meaner and they kill people and then he has to fight them and then it starts to start this um quandary and this moral dilemma of like well 
yeah, you're this moral paragon, but you're not getting the job done. Everything's still <laughs> shitty. Right. And then, but you know, we're killing people. We're getting stuff done. Like who's right? So it starts to get into like those, that moral ambiguity is where Superman is best written, but you don't see that that much. It certainly wasn't in Zack Snyder's Superman at all. <laughs> no. uh, but, uh, you know, the, the whole point of Superman is that he's more human than human, better than us. He's the, what we're supposed to strive for. But then, you know, where's the conflict from there? It's like, well, is he, is he right or wrong? Should we be looking at him? And God, Zack Snyder got it profoundly incorrect. Um, <laughs> So, but that's, uh, I I think Superman, uh, if there's any superhero that needs a reboot, it's Superman and Batman for sure that I hope that they do next. All right. Mike, you saw Hellboy. Oh, Speaking of superhero movies. I did my homework before I came here. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. And the best part about it, it was a matinee, paid $7.98. Nice, nice. Saving a little bit of money. That was the only only good thing. I did see about, uh, I don't know, a thousand trailers beforehand. Mm -hmm. And it seemed... Got your money's worth. I believe half of them had uh, uh, Dave Bautista. <laughs> wow, that guy's getting work. Yeah, he is. And those movies do not look good. Although the one with uh, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, where I think it's called, uh, oh, is it the Uber driver? Stuber. Oh, yeah, that's Kumail's not the one. An, uh, is Uber driver, yeah. and uh, Bautista is the cop who comes in and brings him on his adventures. So did that, you also it looked see- like it maybe had some laughs in it. The other one where he plays like a. Big brother spy to some little Oh, to girl. the little kid. Yeah, we oh, saw that trailer girl. last week. Ooh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> it was awful. It's just one of so, those things. Where they, all those trailers, you just, oh, this is a movie I've seen yeah. dozens of times. Uh, yeah. Dozens. With yes. Burt Reynolds, with, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Uh, Schwarzenegger, with Bruce Willis. Anybody, yep. oh, we're going to take a kid yep. on yeah. our adventure. He's gruff as nails, but uh, oh, she's going to She's going to teach him yep. something yeah, about life. Rock, and, Vin Diesel. We were talking about that last week. It's like, is that what happens when an action star gets you know famous? Now they, they shove him into a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, even Jackie Chan did one. <laughs> it's so, not a tumor. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Hellboy, and I will say this, I'm a big fan of Hellboy. I love the series. I liked the first two Guillermo del Toro movies. I was looking forward to seeing this movie until the chatter started coming out Ooh. from, uh, you know, the, the interwebs, which I, uh, I take sometimes with a grain of salt. But when it becomes an overwhelming tide, you know, there might be something to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my history so, of is I didn't see the first one. Okay. I saw the second one, which was a thing called Golden Army. Golden Army. When I was hosting my movie show on TBS, the Mm -hmm. uh, TBS Movie Extra, we went and did the junket. So it wasn't, all the CGI wasn't finished by the time I saw it. Right. Because they were having the junket and they were still finishing it up. Mm -hmm. So I went into an office in, I don't know, I think it was a Universal lot or whoever made it. And I had to sit in like a meeting room watching on a TV, a cut of it. But you know, it's it's just like computer blobs, <laughs> and I had to imagine what the monster right. looked like. It was just really weird. I didn't hate that movie. I didn't mm-hmm. see the first one, but mm-hmm. I I wasn't really familiar with the story, and mm-hmm. I liked uh, Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it didn't didn't really hit me either way. So I went right. into this one pretty blind. Right. And uh, I did go to Rotten Tomatoes uh, <laughs> last night, and yeah, I knew. I knew I wasn't expecting much. Right. But I was like, okay, I'm going to go with it. But it was just, I don't know, it was all over the place. I do appreciate yeah. something. Like, I didn't know the history, like the, the book, or the, the any of that. Well, from the trailer, um, like every scene seemed to be pulled from a different run of the comics. 
Like, you know, like you're like, oh, well, that's that storyline. That's that arc. That's that arc. How are you going to fit all of that into an hour and a half? Oh, you're not. You're just going to basically show us highlights of the last 10 years of comics. Right. I don't know how much I can give away on the, on the air in terms uh, of... No spoiler, ending spoilers, but you can talk vaguely yeah. about no, some stuff. No, but there's just... Uh, I like when the fact that, okay, it's the third movie... I hate when they always have to do the origin. Right. Right. And I thought maybe, you know, we're just getting into it. And it's still, if you're not familiar with it, there's this guy who's a, obviously an odd looking man walking around <laughs> normal people. And people are just kind of accepting him. They were like mm-hmm. walking by him. And it's like, nobody knows the, the big mm-hmm. red dude with the mm-hmm. sawed off. Okay. I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Okay, fine. <laughs> maybe he's already famous and everybody just knows, oh, that's Elboy. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, he's like, it opens up with him and like fighting in a Mexican, in a Tijuana wrestling match and mm-hmm. people are yeah, cheering oh. against him like he's... I missed that one. That's actually normal... another run. Of them. <laughs> oh, that's, really? Wow, that's hilarious. There's no way you could yeah. put all these in And there is a little story. flashback thing with his, Ian McShane plays his dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And they go back how they found him and then, mm-hmm. and there's a Nazi element and then the time frame gets weird. It was like, how old is his dad and when does this take place? Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, and then there's a King Arthur element to it, yep. and then witches, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It just what? and Excalibur's involved. Yeah, <laughs> I was just yeah. like, well, okay, but it makes a lot more sense if you don't put, like I said, ten years of comics into an hour. So, like you <laughs> right. know, like because the, there is the there's was, the Nazi storyline, the yes, origins. Was, there's you know, there's the um, King Arthur storyline, which is way later, but you keep them separate. It might make a little more sense, <laughs> right? And then uh, this, there was a character play who plays this. Uh, it takes all in London and in England. Okay. The whole movie, and there's a guy who plays the MI MI nine. Hilarious. And uh, he's a Chinese guy, and I remember every time I see a lead Chinese character, and he's English, but he's mm-hmm. you know, Asian English, Asian Brit. Um, this guy from. Lost, I think of Asian. you when you tell me that's like, that's how you get distribution in yeah. China. It's Daniel Day Kim, right? Is, is it, it from uh, uh, Lost? I thought it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, he's uh, Korean. Yeah. Korean, okay. But, you but ha- is that enough to get you a distribution in China? No, you have to have Chinese, people of Chinese okay. in there, and you have to shoot it some of it in China. So if you do that, you will get distribution. Because That's my lead, understanding. Because your leads don't have to be Chinese. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right. No. I mean, it was great, but... Uh, right. And he turned into a jaguar, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that an 11th comic book? Is it... uh, again, a completely separate storyline, yes. His, does yeah. that character have a name? Like uh, Major Panther? Dymo or... I can't Dymo, remember. yeah. Dymo, yeah. yeah, but I don't remember. I don't think that... But the, the Panther doesn't have I don't think the Panther has a name, no. <laughs> he needs but, a name, that But guy. yeah, again, so far, we've just referenced about four or five different storyline runs yeah. at this point. Well, the movie <clears throat> had a $50 million budget, and as of April 14th, according to IMDb, it made, brought in $12 million. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little behind. I, I, think, behind. I think the chatter... Uh, I think the chatter didn't really help. didn't... <laughs> I think it, it kept a lot of people from going to see this. Yeah, and it's not like... I mean, they do try to inject humor, and then just, but it's a really kind of forced one-liners. After right. it, it just seems yeah. really, I mean, I think Ron Perlman pulled that off a lot better than this guy. And I, I love this guy David on Harbor. Stranger Things, yeah. but it's hard to act with all that crap on your face, yeah. and and just somehow Ron Perlman had some, he pulled it off, I think, a little yeah. better. But well, also, all, David Harbor can't. Well, I mean. I'm not like if he's inheriting or he's working on a script that has all these confusing things in there. Right, like, he probably has a, no idea how he's supposed. Well, yeah, well, how I don't blame him. Do. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just the script's all over the place. It right. really is, and, and that's really that. That boils down to the script, the directing, everything. Like if 
you guys don't know what you're doing, guess what? <clears throat> the actors, grips, and uh, set people are not going to know either. Um, so everyone's just kind of winging it. Because even from the trailers, I'm like, oh, this acting is all over the place. I'm getting that from a couple seconds of footage. Yeah. <clears throat> and somehow with the, like any kind of supernatural kind of thing, was it Mila? Jovovich. It just it just seems perfect. Oh, of course, that's her. You know, yeah. of course, Mrs. Uh, <laughs> is Resident know. Evil not shooting yeah, right now? Exactly. Is that, is that, okay, it give just her seems help like right up her alley. Like mm-hmm. this is the person that mm-hmm. that it's going to be. But yeah, it's just. Oh, and by that, her character, the Blood Queen, yet another arc of the comics. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, what are we at? Five. There's giants. Five or six. All of a sudden, they're killing giants, um, and there's seven. Okay, that's another. Again, okay. another one. All right. <laughs> Good. The there's wild monsters, yeah. yeah. There's giants that apparently every so often there's this club. <laughs> then they go to Willy Wonka's yeah. chocolate yeah. factory. Like the Osiris and... Club has to go kill giants. And Was they uh, come... Rasputin in it? Yes. Eight. Okay. Did <laughs> 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 you just thumb through yeah, each yeah. issue? <laughs> take that character. Yeah, take a, take a page from each run and then we'll uh, we'll make a movie. Wow, for I had no <laughs> idea. Oh, you love it. Now you got to so, see it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 all over the map. <clears throat> I think Chris, you need to go see it and then just tweet in real time each time a new storyline right. comes on the screen, <laughs> yeah. so we can get a hard count. Yeah. Exactly how at many? Minute twenty nine forty six. Here comes the fifth storyline yeah. or whatever. And at two hours, a little much, a little much. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of Hellboy mm-hmm. to go around, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah, anything with Rasputin, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was Nazis, and it had this. I don't know. They raise Hellboy from the deep, and right. and mm-hmm. Rasputin's there, and that was, that was the origin story. Right. Mm-hmm. And Ian McShane's there to find his right. kid. And Professor the, Broom. And then, yeah, it's just all this father-son thing, and he's right. just asking for the love of his dad, and just, mm-hmm. really, Hellboy needs mm-hmm. human love from his dad. We all do. Yeah. It's universal, man. I'm so glad you went and took this bullet for oh. this show. Yeah. It saved me, actually, because then I would have been, you know... I don't know. I would have been a little more disappointed than you because I would have been looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, I think you would have been furious. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I think might have been. so. I probably would have been. Well, I hate both of you for suggesting. <laughs> Good. Thank you, Mike. All right. We always like sucker nice punching. What that is? Tea karma. That's what that <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> now, um, speaking of low expectations, now Graham, you saw the movie Unicorn Store. <laughs> um, I did see this. So this is Brie Larson. She directed this. She was obviously offered to direct this after she won the Oscar for Room. I love this. The Hollywood still does this. It's it's, a, it's amazing. You wouldn't do this in any other profession. Like wow, you are a great heart surgeon. Could you do a root canal for me? <laughs> That'd be great. You're both. You're a doctor. What what's the difference? Can you run a hospital? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, you know, a actor director. What what's what's the difference? Did you're, she write it as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, apparently she didn't. So see, she. Uh, auditioned for this the role of kit back in 2012 when uh miguel uh artita was attached to direct and so this movie um i actually liked it <laughs> you did <laughs> i did like it it was a fine little it seemed like quirk overload when i saw the trailer it is pretty quirk overload it's very much like um you know these these themes of you know when you grow up you your you know society tells you to lose your childhood innocence and joy and fun you know like she just loves unicorns as a kid and mm-hmm. and believed in them and then you know she's in art school and they make fun of her and then her parents are like you got to get and, and it's really good so so Bradley Whitford and Joan Cusack play her parents and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They play really well-rounded, well-meaning parents that love their daughter and want her to do well but then are over meddling because they're parents, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, but honey, why don't you do this? And but it, it's, 
So there's a lot of funny, cute moments. And then, you know, she also has to kind of come to grips with the fact, and Brie Larson's a really good actress, of, and, you know, this was the perfect directorial debut because this is a character, obviously she resonated with is why she auditioned for it in 2012. It probably mm -hmm. meant a lot to her. And when they're like, hey, we'll let you direct, she goes, this, I want to do a unicorn store. So I, I think, and Samuel Jackson's in it. I don't know, there's some cool little quirky, fun themes to it. So it was and, better than expected. Totally better than expected. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was like, well, this is a fun little movie. And it, and, and, and it is sort of like, you know, and she has to confront, you know, she's a little like, meh, 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 you know, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But that makes sense because she kind of has to like go, wow. Now, do you think she could direct other things or do you think this is just something because she was like so kind of close to the material and wanted to do it? This was like a kind of a one hit kind of thing. I don't know. That's a really good question because... Was there anything in the directing when you went, oh, there's some unique vision and voice in here that I would really like to see more of this directing? Well, it's a low budget independent movie mm -hmm. that was direct, you know, exclusive for Netflix. Right. Um, and so it's all character driven. And the casting of the of the supporting were all, that was all done well, mm -hmm. which is a big job of the director. Um, this guy that helps her build her unicorn store, he was really well cast and well directed. And he's mm -hmm. a young actor. I've never heard of him before. Um, you know, Bradley Whitford and Joan Cusack were very, felt very real and three-dimensional. They weren't just like stereotypical mm -hmm. meddling parents, like it's time to get a real job stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I wouldn't doubt it. She's, this, she's pretty talented. Obviously this is directing herself and something she really loves, but you know, she's winning Oscars. She's working with A-list people. She's doing big Marvel movies. I don't know. I think she could. She's I, at the top right now. She's at the top. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. I think she could be a really a good director. I'd love to see her do something else mm -hmm. that isn't just quirky, quirky girl stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that thing we said with um, with Ben Affleck. We're like, okay, we know he knows how to direct Boston because he's from right. Boston. And mm -hmm. then he did Argo, and it was like, yeah. well, mm -hmm. so I I don't know. I liked it. It's quirky. It's fun. If you're just looking mm -hmm. for something to kind of you know take the edge off, yeah. It'd also, be interesting to know with like. You know, in terms of men and women and how they're treated, and you know, directors. Uh, you know, the, what women directors often say in this business is they don't get second chances like the right. men do. Right. Like if this died, would she ever get another chance, or is she going to get anything outside a romantic comedy? Right. Like right. a guy can do a, they'll give him a superhero movie. Right. Right. Off a small little independent film for women, I haven't seen that happen that's a know. good point and and maybe then this, this is an ex this is a they that it'd be interesting to see what they offer they should yeah because you're right i've seen so many male directors who you know oh that was a cool and then they're all of a sudden yeah you get the next james bond movie it's like what yeah. he had the one little low budget movie that was yeah. kind of cool and then now we get some massive thing in this yeah, next you, one you jump to the head of the class yeah Godzilla you go from a director went there yeah, yeah he's like he Something directed like a movie on his laptop or like an edit, <laughs> right. literally edited a movie like Monsters, I think it was. Yeah, that movie they cost like five hundred grand. Yeah, no, like a couple thousand, like even oh, less. Wow. Like, uh, and he said, like, yeah, I was just traveling, and I would uh, shoot the shots, and then I would do it on my laptop. You know, add the monsters in, and because there weren't that even that many in the movie, and they gave him Godzilla afterwards. Yeah, mm, that's so, a great example. Yeah. So then, by that, she absolutely should be given a shot, right? Because this mm -hmm. movie, she did a fine mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. It seemed like something like 10 years ago. I only saw the trailer, but it would be like, if this was 10 years ago, it would be Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and all this. No. 
it seems so quirky. You know, oh, a unicorn. There is, there is still something about the system where it's like, yeah, you won an Academy Award for acting, but you know, there's a lot of directors making independent films that could have used that opportunity too. Like, uh, you know, you're. It, it's a weird thing where. Um, you know, is this something you wanted? Is this something you're passionate about? Or is it something maybe you could champion another director that's making independent films that you could well, actually Well, that's bring, a good agent. You know, up. you could yeah. hold them over the barrel. And yeah. Go, I'll do your movie. Yeah. On this, you know, I'll sign up but, a three-picture deal. Now I'm on not, the, I get to direct Now, one. I'm not saying you know, it never happens. Like, if there's an actor that's really passionate about directing that actually can knock it out of the park, too. There's some people that can that can do all those things. But, you know, what I don't like about the, the system is that, like, because she got this Academy Award... That's how she got the directing opportunity. Like, I would like to see more of, like, you know, she's done these independent films. She's always wanted to direct. She's done all this that other stuff. That might be true, though. That. We don't know yeah. that. That's possible. She must yeah, have always, yeah. she must have really been mm-hmm. wanting to do this I think this while. is a passion project Absolutely. she really wanted to right. do because it felt very personal to me. Mm-hmm. It felt like she's probably had some of this in her. Like, maybe before she broke, her parents were like, enough with the acting. It's time to get a job at the thing. You know, right. like, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if she heard some of that herself because it right. felt, it, that felt very personal to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though she didn't write this, but, but uh, and I feel like, you know, she is such a good actress that she can... She's already proven in Room, and she's proven in, uh, you know, Captain Marvel that she isn't just going to be in rom. She's not just right, right. Only do rom coms, you know. And that's the smartest thing you can do is take control of your own career. I mean, look at you know, you, you look at Jennifer Aniston who like did this string of just over and over rom coms, and uh, and then you look at Jodie Foster who started producing during her own production companies. Like, no, I'm going to do the movies I want to do. And uh, so you, yeah. you really have to you really have to control it, and it's not easy because they pe- Hollywood pigeonholes you like oh well you you did this then you need to keep doing this I'm like no I want to do other things but also the studio system I mean I get I get it it I, it makes sense to me she's a she's an A lister right now yes Oscar mm-hmm. winner and now big Marvel right. property so it's a marketing hook. Right, they can it, sell it. It helps. Mm-hmm. It helps sell it to Netflix, and right. you're gonna you're gonna click on Brie Larson. Especially if you say, oh, Samuel Jackson's in it too. Of course, I'm gonna yeah. know, check this out. That was the most. That was the most interesting yeah, casting yeah. of that. I was. Mm-hmm. That was the one guy I was surprised to see in it. Well, they. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're it. friends or did they act in something else together. Or? Well, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, oh well, yeah. there, there mm-hmm. you go. There you go. And so, <laughs> and Netflix. All Netflix does is crunch data. Yes. So they know that when a big Marvel movie comes out, everyone is searching for that big star on right. their platform. Mm-hmm. So they went, let's have a Brie Larson movie ready to go right. when Captain Marvel comes out. Mm-hmm. And they probably shot this in like a two, three, three week window. Or oh, something. Yeah. so quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's three locations. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, so they, they, you, they bang this out. Now, let me, let me ask you this about just the specific directing. Like I've noticed too, when actors do make that jump to uh, directing, the thing oh they think they focus the most on is the performances like like did the camera kind of linger a lot of times on performances and that's what we were looking at a lot yeah yeah it really it really did good there was really good that happened with boy erased too like and that was became the strongest part of the film because there's not there's not because you shot it in three weeks and there's three or four locations and there's Mm -hmm. not action scenes or anything like that it's all character driven so it's really well real personal little moments and close-ups and funny scenes that are poignant and heartfelt. You know, it really, well, it really captured that well. Graham, you've turned me around. I'm going to go, go see this on Netflix now. You've, uh, you've convinced me. 
All right. Now, um, I will convince you not to see this next movie, although I don't think it would take that much effort. Uh, Starship Troopers, Traitor of Mars. This showed up on uh, a streaming service. And uh, I've always been a fan of the first Starship Troopers movie. Uh, okay. Uh, Paul Verhoeven, uh, the, the amazing thing he did with satire and um, commentary on everything from Nazism to violence to a militaristic state. He put all those things in a giant science fiction movie uh, fighting bugs. And, uh, um, you know, and there's a lot of those underpinnings in the original book as well. So, you know, it's interesting how also every single sequel after that has completely lost or forgotten anything that this movie's supposed to be about. And this movie is no exception. And <laughs> if I asked you how many Starship Troopers movies there were, you would guess, and then you would be wrong. So <laughs> I was going to um, say one, but yeah, that was... No, it's a ridiculous amount. There's live action ones, there's animated ones, there was even a TV show, and like this franchise has gone all over the place, and it's awful. <laughs> Every right. single one. There was a sequel that, like, you know, they were trapped and, like, the bugs were getting inside you. And then the, this one girl had bugs inside her. Then she would make out with another guy. And then that would transfer the bug. And then they would become, like, like bug sleeper agents. <laughs> it, like, literally what? made no <laughs> sense. Uh, so... Um, this is an animated movie that looks like basically a video game cutscene from the 90s, the entire thing. And it's ridiculous. Every word of dialogue is nonsensical. And the only thing I could think of is like, you know, well, this is clearly a rough draft. There wasn't enough time to do anything, rewrite. But then I realized, too, these movies are not cheap to make. Even if it's animated, there's still hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent here. Um, maybe put a little more care into what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> it was an absolute mess from start to finish and uh, i wasn't expecting much granted an animated you know version of uh starship troopers that was made years after the original uh but this one even was like all right well it was no polar but still it was pretty bad if you'd have told so, me when i saw the original of this because like on tbs on the show we would you know i would start to play the same movies over nine years you start right. to see and mm -hmm. there were certain movies that were just in our rotation that we'd right. play maybe more than once a year mm -hmm. that would keep and and this was one of them the original right. Starship Troopers mm -hmm. and it just kept getting ratings and I never got it you know <laughs> I, I never I never really got it mm -hmm. I mean it, it wasn't tongue in cheek enough to be fun I, mm -hmm. I almost thought you know it's like a little more and right. it could have been really funny like mm -hmm. really fun but mm -hmm. it, it, i couldn't tell if it was trying to be serious or there were right. actual laugh out loud moments yeah. in some of the things like and i don't think it was intentional you right. know just like boy they could have really gone the other way it was like the hyper violence and the propaganda yeah. and the satire it was all there in the first one and then um every se sequential one after that like uh, they didn't get it at all at did all it, especially this did one. it ever make Money in the theaters, or would they, oh, the was first just, one, absolutely. Yeah, was it, it a did. big hit, or yeah. I just thought it maybe it came later it on a, cable? And I don't know, if it was a huge, huge hit, but the first one is probably still making money. You know, it made money, and it probably shows up every once in a while, yeah. somewhere, you know, on on streaming. But these, uh, there's no purpose or reason for any of these. Anything that <laughs> no. come after it. All uh, right, so, great. So okay. watch Unicorn Store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, we have a sponsor today, Graham. Oh, uh, yeah. A new sponsor, Postmates. <gasps> and, uh, Do they deliver green tea? They, uh, I'm going to check right now, as a matter of fact. And, uh, only from Japan. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and only to my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I tried Postmates. All you got to do is you download the um, app, and then you sign up and register, and 
it's really, really cool. You pretty much have most of the restaurants around you. You could you could get food delivered to you. And um, I tried it, like, because it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, dinner. Like, we tried it for just, um, like, oh, well, you know, the kids really kind of want ice cream. We did uh, we did just an ice cream parlor, just delivered, like, a couple of uh, pints of ice cream we just stuck in the in the freezer. It was really good, and it's easy. They, uh, the people come really quick. And, um, you know, depending on how far away the restaurant is, but it's, it's really good. And there's a lot of places that like, oh, I, w- I don't feel like going to picking it up. Like, cause very few places actually deliver, like it's pizza and Chinese food. That's it. But you know, if there's other restaurants around that you could get use Postmates for it's, uh, it's fantastic. So, um, one of the things I want to mention to you guys is that it's a pro- personal food delivery, grocery, d- grocery delivery, wherever you can deliver services all year round, no more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver it to you. Uh, download the app on iOS or Android for free. It's 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. And for a limited time, Postmates are giving our listeners uh, $100 off free delivery credit for your first seven days. That's $100 off for your That's a lot credit. of food. That is. To start your uh, free deliveries, download the app and use the code CFN. That's code CFN for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates and save with the code CFN. All right. All right. And we got some Patreon. Oh, folks, go to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds. What do they get for that, Graham? You know, for $50 a month, Chris, we're just going to read your business, your non-for-profit, your whatever you're doing. You got a book you're doing? You got a podcast you want to promote? You got a new comedy album? Guess what? We're going to talk about it. You got green tea you want to push? You got green tea, Graham Elwood's green tea. You make it in your basement? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like some some kind of weird green tea moonshine drink you have. Yeah, yeah, like a green tea meth lab. Like a still? Yeah, Like mash? Yeah, like a green tea still. Um, so from Will Leonard, his wife Katie Bagwell is once again riding the MS-150, a fundraising ride that's helping fuel progress toward a world <clears> free of MS. To ride from Houston to Austin at the end of April. The money will uh, be used to fund amazing programs. Check out her donation page at willthetd.com slash cfn. Willthetd.com slash cfn. I want to say, Will, so they live in, they live in Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just there doing shows with Ron Placone for the Progressive Comedy Tour. He, he had to run, so he dropped off this shirt. But I held up last year's shirt from 2018, and it's on my Instagram page. If you go to at Graham Elwood, you can see oh, the cool. shirt. Will dropped it off at the show. Will, thank you so much. I'm sorry you guys couldn't come to the show, but I appreciate the shirt and uh, support this. Well, Katie's uh, a conservative. Uh, <laughs> oh, Katie's a conservative, <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah, they're probably just like you, progressive yeah, asshole. Yeah. yeah, just just take the shirt and shut up. I don't want to listen. Yeah. I don't want to listen to his left wing nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I just get a shirt without listening about health care for yeah. about forty five minutes? <laughs> no. Full disclosure, made that up. Don't know if Katie's a conservative or not. <laughs> uh, so uh, Johnny Ruline is promoting his novel behind, uh, titled Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It's, it's an experimental stream of consciousness novel, which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and our mortal of RTS on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. HappyHorrorShowProductions.com. HappyHorrorShowProductions.com. Can I read one of these? Yeah. This is fun. Mm -hmm. Because you guys Patreon subscribers. Fanboy Planet is a website and podcast for all things geeky and Wait, hold on. Can you not read it like such a jag-off? Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was giving my my, my announcer voice. (laughs) No, I'm just being an asshole. Check out Fanboy Planet for your (laughs) comics news, your movie news, TV news, and amazing interviews with industry insiders and artists. That's Fanboy Planet. 
Com. From Chris Parker Howard, Coffee Over Suicide is a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com. I'm glad you did a character with the suicide one. Mike, I don't <laughs> know what the... character you're talking about. When I get serious, <laughs> when I talk about suicide, this is the voice I like to play with. Alice Frazier, co-host of the Bugle Podcast and Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. They're recorded back-to-back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival with a binaural microphone, which creates an immersive listening experience. Check out alicefrazier.com, alicefrazier.com. She just emailed me. She wants to say, we're going to do a Tea tea with Alice over Skype. So it'll be another time on drinking nice tea that you can't have. Fantastic. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) What's a binaural... My binaural what microphone. It, what it does is it records it like you're actually at the venue. So when you wear headphones, you actually hear like people laughing behind you and to oh, the side. Okay. It's like things. a mic that like a surround, like it has a bunch of different microphones like you would do with a VR. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned so much here at the comedy. <laughs> Mike, I don't want you to leave here dumb. <laughs> er. <laughs> Rebecca Evans, the art podcast, we move past hesitation, we're true to ourselves, we find our own art in life. New episode with comic author and musician Greg Barron is available now, theartpodcasts.com, with an S. I'm Ready a Greg for- Barron fan. Yeah. yeah, Greg. Ready for some trailers, Graham? Oh, I think there's a new Star Wars yep, trailer. The Rise of Skywalker. Boom, shalaka lag boom, Chris Mancini. Coming out this summer? Or later uh, Christmas? The Christmas time, yeah. That's, uh, that's the... You know, the Disney can't compete with their own movies. That would be crazy. No, that would be yeah, nuts. They, they, have, uh, they need to release one every couple months, and that's a <laughs> no giant movie. That's it. Now, is this supposed to be the end of this next yes, trilogy? Yes, this is or... episode nine. So, okay. Let's, you know, who knows? And after this, they said they're taking a break from the Star sure Wars series. Are they really? Yeah. Really taking that's, a why, that's why Disney bought it, to take a break from yeah. it. Yeah. Disney's all about breaks. <laughs> It starts off with Ray in the desert. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. Got a uh, TIE fighter coming in. Coming in hot. But this is your fight. Every generation has a legend. Too bad this one doesn't. <laughs> Is that a Tatooine? You think Tatooine? Maybe. Yeah. Or the, or at the, they're at the big thermometer outside of Barstow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Superhero pose. I'm in. Yeah. She beats a TIE fighter with a, with a jump. lightsaber. Light, yeah. I'm in. It's Kylo Ren. He's back. Evil, it's crazy. Mass, yeah. No. Lando <laughs> oh, Calrissian is Lando. back. Oh. Looks like a couple characters were back on Luke's Island, which is interesting. Trupio and some, some extra, extra footage, yeah. They're using for um, Carrie Fisher. No one's ever Oh, Palpatine's back. Joker laugh. 
I'm in. Oh, we're all in. Come on. Yeah. This is the end of an era. I'm only going for Billy D. Williams because <laughs> I haven't seen him in anything in 30 years. That's good for him. Yeah. Good for him for staying alive. Yeah. <laughs> he had some health issues, so I'm glad he. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm I'm pumped for this. I'm glad it's Christmas. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. we go to maybe we go to uh, New Zealand. Where was it? Where did we Australia? go last? Australia. Wow, I'm tired. <laughs> well, we gotta we we gotta talk to Steel. Same area. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> wow. Which trailer is this? This is uh, the one with Johnny Depp, the professor. That's the one. This one right yeah, here. Yeah, this. Oh, you're going to love this one. Oh, Johnny Depp. Is he back to doing comedy? Um, inadvertently, yes. Now, if we had a bell, we could ring it every time you see a cliche in this trailer. <laughs> First of all, Saban Films, yeah. A. How long are we talking? Probably six months. Mm, terminal. Terminal cancer. That's Richard. how we start. I'm your professor. From here on out, we're going to do things very, very differently. Oh, any of you Nobody hit the bell for going into a pond in your clothes? Oh, okay. <laughs> Bye. cancer, and it doesn't look good. And uh, how about the scene from Goodwill Hunting that he just did? Ding. <laughs> There's no need to be facetious. Uh, Joke about dying. Thing. I'm not finished. Take seat. Mm, now he's an asshole because he's dying and drinking. Thing. Uh, it's time to uh, be. Oh, a bad administrator that's that he's got to fight with. Thing. We can get prescriptions for anything we want. What's going on? Seem like you're drunk on drugs. Admittedly, we are on a bit of both. Kids are embarrassed by yeah. him. Mom and dad have gone nuts. This university cheating on your wife, Henry, with the wife of a devoted faculty member, specifically mine. What? Oh wow! Mm, there's an affair. Ding. Big reveal. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Driving with a, a dog. Ding. <laughs> what happened to us, Rich? What happened to us? Clapping at a wedding. Ding. <laughs> Dropping a glass. Somebody getting mad. She wins up. Is there going to be a scene where he's got like his arms open in the rain? Yeah. Shut up, Richard. I hope. A soundtrack that pretends it's indie. Ding. We should have. Is some young student going to teach him the error of his ways? Oh. To love life again? Grab it, snatch it up, make it yours. Don't oh. let a moment slip by. Don't let a moment slip by. Don't let a moment slip by. Don't let a cliche slip by. <laughs> yeah. Funny ethnic joke, ding. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, I should have just paid Amber Heard. Yeah, Richard. Okay. That's a hell of a greeting. Wow! Wow! So who written was... and directed by Wayne Roberts? Anybody know? Give me a Wayne Roberts APB. What has he who's, done? Uh, who's if it's the Wayne Roberts who uh, from Mash? Then, <laughs> That's uh, Rogers. That's Wayne Rogers. Same thing. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> so six and one. Same thing. New Zealand, Australia. Mm-hmm. Mike, get off my back. <laughs> so it just makes you wonder immediately who was best friends with Johnny Depp that put this together that uh, or had <laughs> pictures of him in compromising situations. Well, you really look back. I mean, I have nothing against Johnny Depp. I was like, uh, but but when you look back on the list of the movies he's done, 
there's a lot of turds in there. Yeah. And I don't know how many, how great his radar is of choosing a script. I really don't. Well, it could use an adjustment. So uh, <laughs> uh, now on DVD and Blu-ray, we have uh, Glass. Now you actually saw this. You thought it was. I okay. loved it. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, the, the 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 trilogy that M Night did. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, it was the surprise. It, it was really cool. It was really interesting. And I, I mean, I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And uh, all right, uh, got a lot of mixed mixed uh, love. Yeah, yeah but you, you thought I think okay. some people just got mad at M Night and just never were Didn't like give it a chance. never going to give this guy a yeah. chance ever again. And uh, All right. I, don't, I don't agree. Well, you know, Bruce Willis makes everything better. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, the kid who would be king. This is the uh, Patrick Stewart kid, King Arthur story without Hellboy. And this one uh, <laughs> is Rasputin in it. Yeah, yeah, okay. he might be. Uh, so that's uh, you know a kid's. <laughs> live action movie from England if you want to check that out um, but again when I watched this trailer it was one of those things like well this, this is like a throwback to like you know kids movies in like the 90s that this is alright okay I don't know <laughs> if any kids are going to see it now they're staring at their devices and watching Pixar movies and Marvel movies but uh, spoken like a true yeah. father yeah <laughs> exactly get off your devices uh, these kids today yeah. they're on their devices yeah let me uh, let me just say neither one of my kids was uh, bugging me to see that movie <laughs> um, replicas this was the um, um, uh, Keanu Reeves movie about like him making replicas after his family was killed just making robots to replace them yes uh, <laughs> that looked like a huge mistake yeah yeah wow. like, that looked like absolutely a huge, awful I did see that trailer that was that's, I went, no. that's, a, that's so that's one of those things that's so bad when someone pitches that in a meeting you ask them to leave yeah yeah it's, <laughs> yeah, like, mm. it's like it never no one and nowhere down the anywhere down the line just never going oh yeah yeah but Keanu Reeves is in it don't care don't, get <laughs> you out need to leave get out and I um, think that that was one of those I'll ones. deal with him later we're yeah. not validating your parking yeah. and they dumped it like post holidays I think yeah. in the movie theaters and yeah. like a week yeah. it was, it was the, just it was in the, the dead zone it was in the dead zone for sure <laughs> so and now we we'll talk about the uh, site spotlight um we want to say the dana gould merch is going away it will only be there until thursday and then that is it um a lot of that stuff is limited edition everything from the t-shirts especially the opera man t-shirts and the lps and the, the cds that's it it's limited and it will be going away thursday so if you want any dana gould merch check it out and also check out our message boards that is they are up back and running they're still a little sparse but we want you guys to come back and talk about movies in the show and uh, everything else we want to get them uh, up and running again so we have a moderator charlene she's doing an amazing job and uh, uh so check them out be part of the discussion and premiering this week, The Curse of La Lorna. Na, 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 la Lorna. Na, na, na. La Lorna. La Lorna. La Lorna. Yeah. La Lorna. La Lorna. And uh, this is another amazing trailer of like, uh, she's coming for your children. Oh, yeah. It's a good creepy kid scare him up <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, an actual... Like, okay. uh, it's an actual like ghost story that they tell. Mm-hmm. Like it's a Latino, like she's going to come get you. Right. It's a thing right. they tell kids to settle down. Mm-hmm. It's the, um, so it's a kind of like a Latino candy man. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yes, okay. it is. Or a chupacabra. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Bloody Mary. Yeah, Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. Gotcha. And uh, the next one is Penguins. This is the Disney nature film. This is, this trailer is hilarious. You have to watch this one. Um, it's one of those movies like Disney nature. What they do is they take a nature documentary and they basically have a narration. Like it's a 
cartoon or a um, like an actual narrative movie. So you know you're following like a penguin as he's getting married. It's like yeah, like I saw the Bears one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's John C. Like Riley narrated. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm watching this. I'm like, are they doing this tongue in cheek? Are they actually <laughs> serious and trying to get kids in the theater? I'm not sure. Like it runs that weird line of like. Do they know or are they They're are they educating satiring? kids to go out in the wild and get murdered. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, is this going to even teach me anything about penguins? No. <laughs> They're going to think they I can talk so. and they yeah. have human emotions. Yeah. And... Yeah. This is, I'm not sure how helpful this is. Um, so that is our show. That's our show. Ladies and gentlemen, 463. Mike, where can people find you online and listen to your podcast? Uh, they can go to TravelTalesPodcast.com. It's on... Uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio and mm-hmm. all the other platforms. I think we're on Spotify now. And uh, so they can find us there. And uh, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. Uh, Funny Mike on Twitter if they want to follow the comedy thing. And funnymike.com is for uh, to find me there. Awesome, <laughs> guys. Reels and everything. Uh, Political Vigilante live this Thursday, April 18th at the Sycamore Tavern. $10 tickets, free parking. Everything is at Graham Elwood. All my tour dates are at GrahamElwood.com. And uh, the new episode of Conversations from the Abyss just dropped. It has Bill Dwyer and Carrie Barrett about a middle manager who never has enough time until a sales rep offers to sell him more. So, and also want to let you guys know I'll be on the Sklar Brothers uh, Dumb People Town. That should be out in another uh, week or two. I did an episode. It's hilarious. The the stories that they do is um, amazing. And uh, we'll have uh, Dan Van Kirk back on the show. Oh, love we it. haven't had him we on We haven't had Dan forever. Yeah. So, all right. That's the show. That's our show. Mike Siegel, thank you so much for seeing Hellboy. You took one for the team. Yeah, God bless you, me. sir. You uh, owe me. You yeah. owe me. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be two hours of my life for that one. Uh, thank you to Aaron Brungard and everyone, everybody at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters. My name is Graham Hellwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Lale Rona. <laughs> <laughs>